This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're going to be talking about the episodes Wipeout and Meet the Dupes. And I got to tell you guys, I've been looking forward to knowing how Patrick would react to the dupes, um, those performances, those outfits, those piercings, everything about them. Uh, since, honestly, since he committed to to going <laughs> going and doing all of Raza with me, I was like, I wanted to hear what he would think about End of the World, and I really wanted to know what he would think of the dupes, because this is a big swing for the show, and honestly, these two episodes were really fun. I hope you enjoy listening. What did Max's mom make for breakfast? <clears throat> a frittata. Along those lines, how does Max's mom describe Liz at breakfast? That sweet girl Liz? It's that cute Liz Parker. Ah, uh, she is cute. Mm-hmm. Now, what does Liz's mom do? do while listening to Elvis Costello? The laundry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what did Kyle hang in his dad's backyard? Wind chimes. That's correct. Hey, why does Kyle's dad get mad on their fishing trip? <clears throat> now, you and I were chatting through this. <laughs> <laughs> Want to kill the fish? Yeah. Um, what is Nicholas doing when Isabel finds him by the bus? Playing with an RC car. Yay! Yay! We did it! You're so good at Roswell trivia. <laughs> we are, especially when we literally just watched the episode. It helps. It helps to have just seen <laughs> all of the, everything happen and be paying so close attention because you are also writing questions. You're writing questions. You're paying attention. You're talking to your friend. You're doing all the things. And this week we're talking about the episode Wipeout. Wipeout. Yes, that was a better Wipeout. Um, um, uh, I don't know that I get because the humans are wiped out of existence. I guess that makes sense. That's why. That's what they're, <laughs> they're wiped out. <laughs> I retract my objection. Okay, good. I'm glad you figured it out. I was gonna feel really. It was gonna har- be hard not to be condescending to you as I explained. Would have been right. So, so I'm glad you saved me that moment and saved our friend friendship that moment. But no, it's crazy. All the humans who are in Roswell at 10:30 in the morning just disappear. Just totally vanish. Yes. Gone. And that problem is solved pretty simply. By just turning off the device that made them disappear. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that part, I feel like that was, a, that was always going to get solved. Well, Somebody okay. was going to figure it out. But I feel like that is one of those things that is only metatextually true. Like, the, just like uh, the Thanos snap, like the mm-hmm. audience knows. And like, you can still react to it when it happens and be like, oh my yeah. God, that was horrifying when all the heroes uh, turn to dust. Um, but like in uh, in that you're like okay that we know that can't be real. They didn't just kill Spider Man before making. A no- we know there's another mm-hmm. Spider Man 
coming. They have to make another Black Panther movie. They have to make another Doctor Strange movie. Like they're just not, these characters aren't dead. They can't be. Uh, and I feel like the same is true here where we're like, okay, there's no way that all the human characters died. And the characters within the show are sort of treating it the same way, right? Where they're like, yeah. okay, our assumption isn't that everyone died. It's just that they are temporarily not in this plane of existence, which turns out to be the case. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lucky break. Yes. And I posit that they're doing, they're dealing with, they're in denial. They never have sure, to leave sure. the D in Dabda. <laughs> it's like, oh, it turns out you're right. They are yeah. dead. And I guess that's that's important. I'm glad that we go back to Dabda as we as we do episodes. <laughs> we got to because it really <laughs> helps. Going back to Dabda. Yeah, um, so they but, started with yeah. D and Dabda, and they just never had to leave it. Because like, there's a moment about halfway through the episode where Liz is like, "Where is everyone? Are they there? Can they come back? Wait a minute. Are they are they dead?" dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas Patrick immediately was like, "Oh, those motherfuckers are dead. Everyone's dead." <laughs> You will never or- <laughs> see these loved ones again. Sorry. Sorry. That's what happens when bodies disappear. Like, yes. And I will say, it. I mean, and this episode did undo it in a very easy way, but like, they also introduced time travel. Great point. Which, and I'm not, that's, it's not a spoiler. It's just, I'm just saying, in a couple episodes, they introduced time travel. So things don't feel as. The things feel fixable. Yes. Yeah. And, and and that makes sense to me. And like time travel is one of those things that like as soon as it gets introduced into a narrative, you're like, okay, just just about anything can be explained or wiped away. Yeah. With further use of time travel. But they didn't have to use it at all in this. They just <laughs> said, oh, other plane of existence. Look, they said all we got to do is shock this alien wiener. And it'll everything will go back to normal. And it worked. Maria shocked it real well. It's so funny because I this is not an episode I skip or anything when I watch this show, but like I one hundred percent watch it for two scenes where Ma- where Michael and Maria interact. <laughs> and I like forget other things. Like I had forgot. So in this episode you find out that the way to kill kill skins is yes. that they have a button built into their back. Like that. okay, but, but let's talk about this button because it's not. It's like a button in like a recess in their back. Yeah, so well, it has to be recessed. If it was a recess, they'd be dying all the time. It's just well, I mean, I don't know if like there's like a little thing that you would like flip open or something, but like <laughs> the fact that there's just like a cavity in there. Yes, their it's like butt. a reverse belly button because it's on it's, their back. Yeah, it's upsetting. I but it's huge. Yeah, it's very big. It shouldn't be. It should be much harder to get. You should have to use a tool, like a school screwdriver, to get to it. Yeah, or the old uh, Janet thing where you have to stick the uh, the paperclip in her ear and push her nose. Yes, they yeah. could have. They could have Janeted it, but they didn't. <laughs> they make it really easy, and it works. It pays off because we see Courtney sacrifices herself. I'm going way out of order. Like I said, the only things I like yeah. really pay attention to for this episode are two things. One, when Maria comes into the crash down see, and she and she and Michael realize they're both alive and hug each other. And then later when they hug each other and she's like, uh, goodbye forever. And he's like, I'm going to see you soon, baby. 
baby girl for cry <laughs> and she's like okay yeah whatever he's like no like i'm not i'm choosing i'm in the d of dabda <laughs> i'm denying reality and i'm telling you, I will see you all right my uh my doorbell just rang hold on <laughs> okay so i'm sorry about that i uh had a mistimed uh, yeah. cart delivery that I knew I knew this was going to happen, so I'm sorry. Ryan, smart to be getting your groceries delivered right now. That's what we should be doing. It's the safer way to go. <laughs> Is it a little weird that it happened while we were recording? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great planning, and I will also admit to you. So I ordered, yeah, and I the point. Was to st- I mean, the point was to get like because I didn't need a big trip this week because I do Instacart pretty regularly during um, pandemic times, and so I kind of didn't need a big. I just needed like little things and like some staples, but the big thing was to to stock up on Dye Mountain Dew. Like that's what this all started. This whole Instacart adventure of this evening started with, and I also threw in some ice cream. I was like, oh, we'll get some cookies and cream ice cream. I they were out of. Diamond Dew, so I didn't get any Diamond Dew, which is fu- I mean, they're, the city's not out of it. I have other ways to get it. Oh, right. <laughs> Target puts it does drive up with Diamond Dew, so I'm gonna be fine. Right. You gotta wait a little bit. What? But, what is there something that happened to the ice cream? Yes. So oh. I ordered not a pint, but like I bought because because I love ice cream. Yeah. And. In pandemic, I've had pints. I've had. I've sometimes I do like the, the the like non dairy alternative stuff or different stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go Ben and Jerry's. And this time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do straight up cookies and cream, but like do like store brand cookies and cream. Yeah, haven't had that in a while. It's that is its own thing that's very good. That's different than you know these fancy ice creams. Right. But it didn't come in a pint. It came in like a quart. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll get a quart and then yeah. it'll be even more servings because I have some Hershey's chocolate syrup. It's like, this is going to last me all week. Yeah. They didn't have the quart and I didn't really pay attention. You got so a I bucket? Proved a substitution. Did you get a bucket? I got a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> that is for those counting 128 ounces. <laughs> oh my God. That is that is a lot of ice cream. That's like the amount of ice cream you get for like, uh, you know, uh, like the the choir party or something. Yes, it's right? for a party. I don't yeah. think single women living alone with their dogs are supposed to have a gallon of ice cream in the fr- freezer. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, that that is some real trouble. That's. I mean, maybe that's the karma for accidentally scheduling. <laughs> yes, I think it's what I deserve. Time. And then yeah. even just now trying to. Figure out how it fits in my freezer. I, I just smush all my kale. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, everything's good. <laughs> Let great. me ask you this. This this is a question that occurred to me while you were uh, up getting uh, yes. getting your groceries. Um, do you think that that is that Instacart driver's first time interrupting a podcast recording or not? That's a great question. I I'm gonna that specific driver. Yeah. I would bet it happens a lot. I bet it happens a lot, but here's the thing. I don't think any, here's the, if it happens and I listen to a lot of podcasts, I've heard no one admit it. 
This is a I'm, great point. So <laughs> that tells you something. I mean, and we've already committed four minutes of this podcast. <laughs> okay, sorry. And we only do 30-minute segments. Okay, so we don't have to talk more about Instacart. It's all taken care of now. Right, right I right. don't need to get Instacart for at least a week. So I'm you... probably, probably going to have to get Diet Mountain Dew between now and then. <laughs> uh, before the Instacart guy came, you were talking about the two scenes that you watch. Um, yes, so the first the one yes, is the reuniting scene where they both find out that the other one is an explosion. Because at the beginning of the episode when everybody all the humans disappear it's not clear right right away that it's humans disappear and aliens don't disappear we know right. that the well, evans and, twin or the yeah. evans siblings don't disappear but right it's not well, quite and, clear and also, it, it's also a little bit disingenuous to say that all the humans disappear because it's just all the humans who are in town right now and a lot of our principal humans are conveniently <laughs> out of town <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's all the humans in Roswell at 10:30 a.m. Right, which on a Saturday. Uh, excludes uh Liz and Maria and mm-hmm. uh the Valentes. Yes. And I guess I guess that's it. Yes, it excludes all yeah. of them and probably some other people who aren't important enough to be on the show. Sure, yes. But we don't we don't get into that. Um, no, we're not even close. <laughs> but it is a really smooth way to get Alex out of an episode where you don't wonder where's Alex. Yes. You're like, of course Alex isn't here. This makes total sense. And he gets a nice little like stinger at the end with uh, his cold yes. pancakes. Yes, like, his disgusting he says, pancakes. He says they're freezing, which like it's not it's not that cold, buddy. Like they're just they're just lukewarm pancakes, right? They're, yeah, they're he's exaggerating for comedic effect. All right, all right. We've all done it. It's true, especially while complaining about food. You gotta. But we get, okay, so the two scenes I don't watch this episode for are the two Courtney Bath scenes. <laughs> there are a lot of Courtney Bath scenes. <laughs> and I they think one is supposed to show like an intimacy between her and Michael, which obviously I'm not interested in. I'm not right, here for that. Right. Baloney. You are, you are counter interested in that. I'm counter. I mean, I'm interested if, if he says, but I don't like you like I like Maria. Then sure. I'm interested. But he does not say that to her at all through her whole life. Um, And then, yeah, so we get a scene of them with him in the bath or her in the bath and him like rubbing her hand being like, it feels like real skin. (laughs) Better her her hand than her knee, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, like, don't comment on the quality of someone else's skin, even if it's not really theirs. Like, just don't don't do that. Especially when they're like, this doesn't really fit well. It's like when somebody is like, oh, these jeans make me uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, but you look great. It's like, well, how is that helping me? That's not helping me at all. It doesn't help at all. I'm uncomfortable. I'd rather also, you tell me yeah, I look kind of bad and then I won't wear the jeans dying. <laughs> oh yeah, she's also dying. And the second the second of these scenes um is like girl time in in the tub. Yes, which makes me wonder if Michael isn't being like I guess he wouldn't say that in front of Maria. Oh, we we sh- we take baths together, no big deal. I'll I'll I'm usually there when she's in the tub. Um, <sighs> yeah. But no, it's all girls and then Maria dumps all of her different uh vitamins. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was Just, worried that was gonna be your question. Like name what, five what are the pills? Throws in there. I I my my pen did uh quiver at that moment and I was like, no, Patrick, no. Well, St. John's Wart was one of them. <laughs> uh 
pampering was the punchline. Right, 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 right. But I wish they had held their tongues and not done the pampering punchline because I think it, I think the joke of what do you expect at dating Michael Guerin works better without the pampering. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's also just like the visual of just this pile of pills being thrown on this woman in a tub is amazing. Like, she doesn't open any of the pills. She's like, oh, she can wait till that gel cap dissolves. Yeah, we're in no hurry. <laughs> and somehow all these pills make blue water. They do. They all which make I don't, blue water. I don't know that I want to know which. It could honestly, it could be the pampering that made it, it blue. could be i mean honestly i assumed that i had missed something between uh when the pills were dumped in and we come back to the blue water because it is such a dramatic change that mm-hmm. i was like ah they figured out what they actually need to put in that water between oh no uh, when we saw them last and now it was really we think that's really just the effect of uh, the pills in the bottle that maria carries around with her somehow Okay. I think one of those things was good on the skin. But we'll never um, know. So, okay, you mentioned that you are uh, interested in the Michael Maria scenes, mm-hmm. counter-interested in the um, Michael uh, Courtney scenes. Um, but I'm going to throw another wrench in here. Uh, a, a scene, a, a pairing that I liked that Ooh. was Maria and not Michael <gasps> was the, like, two or three lines shared between uh, Maria and Kyle yes. when they uh, when they try to take down the alien penis, which is the thing that, of course, has made all the hu- human beings temporarily disappear. Yes, um, I. They are great together. They're a good dynamic. They're a great dynamic because they're both dummies mm-hmm. uh, who like mean well and like want to get the job done and likely will get the job done. Oh my god! Um, you know what they are? They're both are Gryffindors. They? That's true. That's, that's true. like they're dummies, but they're brave as hell. They'll yeah. try. They're yeah, good friends. Right. I mean, they're they're Harry and Ron. I don't know which is which, but that's who they are. <laughs> oh my god! Now I just want to read a fic where they dress up like Harry, like because there's a whole thing, and I probably have talked to you about it because I've talked to you about every Roswell fandom thing. But there was a whole thing in original Roswell times where people wrote a series and wrote in the world of Roswell elementary, uh-huh. which is like Muppet babies, but for Roswell, pretty funny. I like it. And it had like, it was just, it was this whole like AU universe created by fandom. Um, Cause we have that one, there's one flashback in the pilot to Liz as a, in elementary school and stuff, but like, you don't really see these people as elementary school students. So right. it's like completely fandom. And there are like certain things like little nicknames that different ones have. Like um, uh, Maria has the nickname Hurricane DeLuca. But that's like, uh, so if you ever read that in a fic, where that comes from, from Roswell Elementary. Elementary. But it feels like it comes from the show because you'll see it in a bunch of different fics. Um, But there's other examples too. But it's, it's, I would love to read a fic set in Roswell Elementary times (laughs) with where both Kyle and Maria read Harry Potter. They don't tell Liz because Liz doesn't get all nerdy about it and make them right. talk too much. So she's going to get too serious about like what magic is in science. And they're like, no, we just want to enjoy Harry Potter together. And then they dress up like Harry and Ron. But they both, oh, you know what? They Maybe both dress up like Ron. That's what I was going to say. 
<laughs> they're both Ron, which is basically just the two of them, you know, wearing um, Gryffindor colored scarves and like yep. going out into the desert and like having adventures. Yes. I would read that. Fi- I mean, I think I'm already putting it into that part of my memory that thinks I already read that. Fi- <laughs> <laughs> and there's also, and no spoilies, mm. but we had in the first season kind of a, a romance between Mrs. DeLuca and, and, Mr. And, and Sheriff Valenti. And we never really got like Kyle and Maria as step siblings. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And I think that could have been cool. And that's another thing that's in fic all over fic. Um, because that pairing, it you know, it forces people together and then whatever. But like, right. and I don't mean, I mean, I'm sure there's sexy fic about it. But I mean, like. Oh, you're two- saying, wait, you're talking about like a not sexy version of yeah, like, like not the two sexy, of them. Like, all right. Here's the thing. If I'm talking about Roswell fanfic. 99% of the time it's a Michael Maria fanfic. Yeah, that's 1% okay, of the time the CC fanfic which means it's Max and Liz and Michael and Maria and Isabella and Alex. <laughs> like I'm not reading I'm not reading any weird shit where no no no. This <laughs> it's not for me. Um but yeah, so like in Michael Maria fanfic and then they also make Michael and Kyle better friends. Cuz Kyle's kind of like a he could be friends. With, he could make anybody's life better as a friend. Yeah. And I feel like especially at, at this point in the series when he's like got a little bit more of like the he's got a little bit more peace to him. He's got a little yeah. more balance. Um, he feel like I, I always like this character, but mm-hmm. I like him a lot now. Yay. I'm so glad because I feel like at the beginning, I felt like I forced him on you and on Kleinrock. <laughs> and I was like, no, but we love Kyle. Uh, Kleinrock is texting me right now about this uh, Weezer record that was announced yesterday. Oh, I didn't know there was new Weezer. Oh my god, maybe that will be the next podcast where someone gets an Instacart delivery. (laughs) It's possible. So I I do know that I have recorded a podcast while Sarah receives an Instacart delivery. See, yeah, you've got a backup person. If I had a backup person, you would never even know Instacart was coming to my house. This would have been completely paved over. It's that my dog, it's two things. It's one, there was ice cream. Oh, hold on. Did I just? (laughs) So, you know, I was about to say my dog would be really bad at answering the door. He also is really bad at kicking the computer, knocking it over, and closing out the window of our record. But I think we didn't lose anything. No, I, I think I think we're still here. (laughs) This is a sloppy episode. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> okay we're doing great we're doing great <laughs> um what what else happened in this episode a lot of skins get uh button turned off either by being kicked yes. in the back or uh, well, in one case hit with the club and i would say this and and i i also know thematically that this is going to continue into the next episode so mm-hmm. i'm sort of cheating but i do know and did notice that max is exercising his perceived sense of being the boss both he's both with Michael trying. yeah yes he's trying but he's doing it in the way he does where he like acts not like he's like I'm gonna try something here I'm gonna try being the boss and we'll see what happens he's more just like oh I'm I'm the rightful boss of course I'm the boss I'm the smartest I, I the, the boy the best right. boy always gets the boss what are you talking about best boy boss 
And he's that way with Michael when he's like, I don't like that you're sleeping with the enemy. Not like asking Michael, like, what's up with Courtney? Have you like, or even respecting Michael as like, maybe he's investigating, which is how Michael started with Courtney anyway. One well, also like, I mean, Max is really one to be talking about sleeping with the enemy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. I guess like it, it has been established now that like you're friends with some humans. So like, it's okay. But like, you know, you jeopardize everyone's existence yeah. by uh, getting true. with Liz. Like, you need to put your dick in, back in your pants. <laughs> Settle down, sir. Settle down. Um, and then he does it again with Isabel. And Isabel's like, by the way, I'm gonna. Can I tell you something? But you promise. Not, but I, but no matter what you say, I'm gonna do what I want. And he's like, Yeah, I guess you can tell me anything. <laughs> right. And then and then she's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and find him. And he's like, Okay, here's why you shouldn't do that. No, he's like, Here's why you aren't doing that. We stick yeah. together. Uh, do you understand? <laughs> like he's very. Ugh. And then she just and then she just pieces out. Like yeah, she, then just she goes just... and does it anyway. Um, but this is and definitely. One more time. It happens one more time. Um, when Kyle is like, uh, "I'm gonna go. I know what is doing this," which also yep. like kind of a, a kind of a leap, uh, Kyle. But uh, you're right, so it's fine. Got to try something. His dad just disappeared in front of him. It's <laughs> true. He's desperate in a way that no one else is at this point. Yeah. Um, but he's like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the other humans with me." For some reason, only the humans are going. Um. And we, uh, we're we going to undo this thing. And Max is like, no, you're not. And Kyle's like, whatever. Yes, I am. Like, you're not the <laughs> boss of me. I'm not a fucking alien. You're not the boss of me. It's great. And it's another reason to love Kyle, right? And I think Kyle, Kyle had the same attitude with Max last season. But I think I was less fed up with Max last season. Or less, like, over Max's bossiness. So it was more, like contentious and now i'm like yeah kyle tell him get out of there do what you want to do. well kyle's status is different this year right yes. because last year he was like you know a football player like jock uh, like he's he's big man on campus right mm-hmm. um and now like the episode starts with his dad being like hey son you're sort of a loser now like people don't come around um yeah. you know i bet if you weren't burning uh, compost candles in the kitchen that people would come over more. Um, Does he just mean sage? I don't know. I was going to ask about it, but then I didn't want to look stupid. So I don't, I just don't know. I don't know what compost candles means, except that then Kyle was like, Oh no, I was just doing a thing like a ritual. Yeah. So I feel like it, if not literally sage, maybe they were just bundles of sticks and that's why it looked, he called them compost candles. Maybe and maybe he's also like collecting their compost too. So like, there's just a bunch of different weird like, new things happening. Yeah, to make a candle out of compost would be fu- would be weird. It'd be fucked I'd, up. You're right. I'd be, I'd be on Jared Valenti's side. I'd be like, do not burn your trash in this house. <laughs> please, please do not stick a wick in a banana peel and call it a candle. <laughs> We're not doing this, Kyle. Um, but no, you're right. Kyle's changed. And I mean, he also went from being, he was kind of the dope last season because he didn't know the secret and he was kind of just being duped all over the place. You know, they used him as a pawn to trick him. Um, and so at least now he has some like worldliness or knowledge of what's happening. Uh, And like is oddly cool with like his place in it too, you mm -hmm. know? 
where he's just like, yes, you know, sometimes I'll help you guys out. I'm very useful. I'm yep. super strong. I'm going to kick the shit out of this alien and push a secret button on its butt um, and then blow yeah. up a, a, an alien dick um, to yeah, save everyone. Well, I mean, Maria all- does it. Maria does, Maria it. does yeah. it, but he has the, he's the one who comes up with the idea. But I think it's, it's also, and this is just an interesting character choice or an interesting thing about Kyle, because I don't know that I could be this cool. He's also very cool with the fact that he fake fucked Max's yeah. soulmate. So cool with it. He has no guilt. He has no, like, <laughs> nothing. He, he's like, yeah, now Max hates me, but that's stupid because I didn't do anything. But who cares? Moving on. <laughs> he also doesn't seem to have, like, any hangups over, like, you know, he probably wanted to fuck Liz. Yeah. Right? Like, and he's just like, no, it's okay. What happened happened. And like, you know, it's their thing. And I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> I'm super cool. I got my own stuff going on. Um, Speaking of super cool, we have to talk about the uh, Oakley sunglasses that appear over and over again in this episode on the skins as they are trying to blend in. Why are they wearing these sunglasses? It's very hot and sunny. They complain about the sun is bad for their skin. Okay. So okay. I think are to help shield them. I don't understand why they don't wear like goofy dad hats. Yeah. 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 Why, but, why they don't do something a, a little bit more protective than just sunglasses. I think the sunglasses, cause she complained. She's like, why couldn't we, you know, why couldn't the aliens live in Seattle? It's so sunny and hot here. Dries out my husk. But Good what's point. fun, especially with Nicholas, but it's true with a couple of the other extras is they're also wearing old Navy circuit year 2000 tops. Yes. And I don't know what to call them. I guess they're sweaters technically. Yeah, they're like uh, two-tone sweaters, yeah, um, with like a little bit of ribbing between the two colors. Um, yeah, it feels like 100% 1998, uh, what some doofy, I'm just describing myself now. <laughs> no, every guy I knew yeah. at the time, even cool ones, owned at least one of, like cool ones, like Patrick, even cool ones <laughs> you didn't know owned me at the time. top. I assume you were cool. No, but I'm I saying you were thought, saying people you knew at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't know you, so I guess I, I won't speak for whether you were cool. I don't know. I'll never know. And and I feel like I, I'll never know. Because, like, I feel like I was cool in the circles I was cool in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not, like, I'm universal, sure though. About you. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> tops. And they're tops that at this point, I think I've seen them at thrift stores. So like, I don't, Mm -hmm. they haven't, they don't, they still exist in that way, but they haven't had a comeback. Maybe it's time. It might be. I think they kind of evolved into the way Logan Eccles dresses on, on Veronica Mars, where like (laughs) the, he's got a little longer and had like thumb holes in them. Yeah. But then we've evolved past that. Yeah, no, yeah. we're way past that. I'm just way saying that's what we got. But yeah, I I don't think that vibe okay. has not come back. Also, the sp- the like grease, the not greasy because it wasn't actually greasy, but the the very gelled spiky hair. Yes, also has, all over the place on these skins. Yes, and was very is very of the moment at the time, but mm-hmm. is is gone. Is not, and maybe it will come back. We're 20 years. That's when things I mean, come yeah. back. It's time. But, Although I, I don't know. What you don't think it's coming? I think the mushroom haircut is going to come back first. 
I think I think you're probably right, and because there is like a there's a version of it that is cool again already. My neighbor, who I think is a musician, um, has a a haircut like that, like a, a bleach blonde, um, with like the sort of mushroom top, um, and like they seem cool or at least like young and unapproachable. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's how I'm reading cool these days. Sure. Um, so I think I think it is I think it's possible that it is already back. Oh my god. Well, then next are going to be like, it's just going to be weird if that look, because it's so, because we lived through its height and its fall, like, because it went from like the cool thing and then like kind of hip and then it became more like mainstream and then it became like out of date mainstream. It'll just, it'll be weird if it becomes... Yeah, it's tough because like it's it's a specific enough look that like as we're talking about it, as we see it in this episode, we're like, oh, man, that's very uh, of that time. But like, I think I would have had a hard time summoning that look unprompted by like images of it. You know what I mean? It was just shirts. Yeah. Yeah. It's just shirts. It's just it's shirts and Oakley's and spiky hair, like short, like clean cut, but still like. Want you to think that you could ride a skateboard. And, That's right. Yes. And in pants. the same way that any Pacific Sunwear stuff, like you mentioned, uh, is convincing someone that you know how to surf. Right. It's the same. Is, it's the same you know. illusion. It's right. baloney. I'll believe that <laughs> when I'm on a board, Bucko. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to stand, but you do have to be on the board. Well, yeah. Start with seeing you with a yeah. board, then seeing you on the board, then seeing you stand, and then I might admit you're a surfer. <laughs> but it, that was also a time of. Because the the shape of these shirts also went down into a shapeless pant. Mm-hmm. That was the time. There, these pants had no shape. You had no, no. idea if a boy had a butt or not. No, a nightmare. And legs so wide all the way down. Yeah, you. Would, it's so funny now. I mean, then we went very skinny, and now it's like I feel like evened out a little. But it's like I feel like I know what the legs of people, I, men that I see out and about, are. But in the early aughts, there was no way to know what their legs looked like. No, because you're, you're wearing like two skirts. They wore, yeah. they wore like board shorts that went so low. Oh, man. There were no legs to be witnessed. I had, uh, this was uh, years ago now, but like I had a little bit of a crisis, maybe like, I'm going to say it was like seven or eight years ago. I think I was uh, living in Gramercy mm-hmm. um, uh, when I was like, Oh my god, I need I need to buy shorts and I don't know how to buy them anymore. Like <laughs> any any shorts that I want to buy or like uh, or like any shorts that I have access to or like can see at stores are like too long and I'm uncomfortable in them and I want shorter shorts. Um and it's I feel like it's been a constant struggle that just about every pair of shorts that I own I feel like are too long. I want them to be shorter. Got some short shorts. I do also have some short shorts. Absolutely. I've seen you in short shorts. You've seen me. Yes, that's correct. I'm like, do you want those shorts to be shorter? Because there's a point. No, there. Those those shorts are like my little red shorts. Yes. Uh, I feel like that. That's my that's my uh, happy length for shorts. Yes. Um. Uh, I I feel very comfortable with those. But no, I'm with you. Shorts are hard to. I've given up on fitted shorts. Like, uh, I just buy kind of like, um, baggy utility kind of shorts, mm-hmm. and then wear them in a place on my hip that makes them the length that I want them to be. 
Like I've like given up. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna play with your little inseam games, short manufacturers. Ugh, it's it's so hard. Yeah. No. Screw it. I wear softy shorts, and I wear. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've completely reverted back to who I was in 2000. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm gonna steer us back to the show, yes. Tess. Um, yes. she, okay. Well, the, we get to the point where, um, the humans are out of town fixing the human problem. Um, and these skins have the three, eight, four aliens tied up to poles that they constructed with their skin magic. Yes. Um, and Tess gets her powers back somehow like connected to the, um, like thing that the skins were doing. Is that also like an alien power dampener or what, what's happening there? I think she always has her powers. When did she lose her powers? Well, why? I, just, I guess it's just she can only make like the uh, like explosion appear behind her after the um, alien dick is destroyed. I think she just reaches into a place in herself she didn't. I think she does because she thought her power at every up until now her power yeah. was to make people see things. Right. I think she discovered a new power in this episode interesting so i don't i this i guess that that makes more sense it sure seemed to me and i guess it's just because they were happening at the same time uh and uh you know uh that's just coincidence does not mean um uh, does not imply a relationship um but in fiction it usually does (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so she she starts off being like i want them to see a you know giant explosion behind me just to like freak them out make them run away but in effect actually nukes them um yes. and destroys all the skins we're done with skins yes and somehow does a fireball in such a way that doesn't affect the hallway right right so it is a, so maybe it is a psychic fireball in that they go on fire in their minds but somehow that also makes them be on fire yeah, I mean, it's if for all I know, maybe the the skins like hit the eject button in their husks, and like their skin spirits are being like teleported back somewhere. I don't know. Yes, but it does seem like she throws fireballs at them, or at yes. least that's what it looks like on the. Yeah, and yeah, my understanding would it's a new it's a new depth of power. But we also know, and from, she's scared least, of it too. She she didn't mean to. Yeah, and we know. You, from at least if we trust what future max says all of these people the aliens are stronger together like literally stronger together mm, that's so, interesting. tess has been away from the aliens she had one she had alien pops at Nisado, but she's been away from the other aliens until this last year and now she's like spending way more time with max so like maybe her powers are getting stronger because she's spending so much more time with her people yeah. And also maybe just now that they're uh, arranged in this very specific diamond formation that the skins put them in. <laughs> like that. Yeah, they put those poles there. Those poles weren't pre-existing poles. Oh, that was the other thing. About... Yeah, they yeah, invented no. a power for the skins that probably honestly would have been very useful in the previous episode if it was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the skins can create matter out of nothing, including handcuffs, which is what they do to, uh, I almost called her Veladra. What they do to Isabel. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Are they able to create any matter or just restraints? Maybe just restraints, but even that is silly and weird. (laughs) Yeah, I I like it. I like it too. I guess it felt like 
the person writing this episode just decided that they had this extra power. Like, because yeah. we didn't ever see Courtney or um, Congressman Whitaker do anything like that. <laughs> like, no, it's true. And honestly, we don't see anyone but Nicholas do it here. Oh, that's true. So maybe it's a special Nick. It could be a special Nicholas power. Speaking of Nicholas, at the yeah. end of this episode, when Tess is talking about how she feels unnerved by her newfound power, a boy on a scooter comes by, and he's got the same haircut of every he's little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so dun 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 dun. Is he still alive? Is there another one? Is there? I mean, who knows? It's true. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out in the next episode. Let's do it, Ryan. All right. Why does Brody like Andrew Jackson? Because uh, he's got a full head of hair. Correct. Why does Brody <laughs> like dinner? Uh, because Maria delivers it to him. And he's got a crush on her. What kind of cheese does Brody like on his sandwich? Pepper Jack. Also the name of their ship. Who tells Lonnie that she looks like Queen Letitia? <laughs> uh, Mr. Evans. Who... Does Mr. Evans play, or who did he play, in his high school play? Puck, my dear boy. Yes, it's Puck. <laughs> what does Alex offer Lonnie and Isabel? Alex. Oh, uh, sodas. Yes, frosty beverages. Frosty beverages, but they're clearly sodas, even though Alex yes. is the only one to fall asleep during this like all-nighter. Sense makes way more sense than staying awake and staring at each other and not even talking. Totally. My point is, they should have been beers. Yes. Should have drank drunk them by himself. Yeah, that would have made way more sense. Um, we also almost. I was so excited. I thought our first question was going to be the same question because we got all the way to why does Brody like, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, so I. I, I usually write more than just the three questions just because, you know, in case we do yes. uh, blow up on a question. Um, and I, 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 as I was like writing more, I was like, okay, great. Now I don't have to ask two Brody questions. But after we had already done two Brody questions, I was mm -hmm. like, let's do another one. Let's keep yeah. Brody question. Well, because Brody is a questionable individual. This is the episode called the Meet the Dupes. It's uh -huh. one of the episodes I've been waiting since season two started because I want to know what do you think of the dupes? So I realized halfway through uh, this episode that you did bring up this concept in an episode of same day shipping as a hot take, um, oh. but it was, it took me a long time to like get back to it because like the way that you uh, phrased it was like, what do you do when your SO's sort of adopted brother, like, <laughs> different hair and is like acting real different and kisses you in the hallway and like you try to push him away but he kisses you anyway what do you do <laughs> that's the close the best way to do a hot take of this because 
And honestly, every time I watch this, you know, I watch everything, every episode of the show through a Michael Maria lens. Right. It is nigh unforgivable to me that Liz doesn't, um, doesn't tell Maria what happened in school. It's pretty crazy. But Liz is on like another fucking planet. Well, and Liz is like, I can't deal with your puny bullshit right now. I did something with, with Kyle that I can't tell you about that I, that I didn't do as far as you know, that like, uh, as, her whole as directed thing by is a so future selfish. version of my boyfriend. Look, I mean, she's she's operating. Look, everyone else. There, there's always this this thing where you're like, wow, the aliens. Have, there's like a disconnect between the aliens and the humans. And it's like, well, the mm-hmm. aliens are dealing with something way bigger and way weirder yes. than what everyone else is dealing with. But at least they're together, and like eventually, like they get the the humans involved in it too. What Liz went through at the beginning of this season, with or at the beginning of our yes. season of this show. <laughs> This is important. Yeah. Um, she's alone in it. The only yes. other person who knew that it was happening has been erased from existence. Yes. And she's desperate to tell someone. Now, I think she could get away with telling Maria mm-hmm. if she wanted to. I do, too. I do, too. Um, or Kyle, because he already kind of is in the loop. She yeah. can't tell Max, yeah. which is that's the person she's burning. She um she if Max was thinking straight, he could put together some clues. Not necessarily that he'd get to future Max, but like I think he would figure out Right. There's something. some alien shit going on with yes. you. <laughs> yes. Like this is not normal. But he's he's wrapped up, he's he's too much of a teenage boy. Which that's what the dupes say. They dupes say you guys were yeah. too human. So yes. you got thrown away. Oh, so to, let's let's go back to your initial question. What do I think now, what do you, of the dupes? I, okay, and I'm assuming everyone listening to this has at some point in their life seen the show Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, it's I think the dupes are probably one of the more difficult things to explain. I mean, sort of, right? So, like, our main characters are. Um, you know, they are these other, you know, alien beings from another world, but they are mo- mostly like the consciousnesses of those alien creatures downloaded into human bodies. The yes. dupes are the exact same thing, except they experienced a different life once they were brought onto Earth, right? Yes, but not just a different life. <laughs> they experienced an alternate version of New York City cuz like yes. Roswell as a small town is a little bit of like an every small town. And the you know, yes there's sure, aliens sure. so that yeah. makes different, but it's treated like you could walk into any kitchen and a mom's making a frittata. Like that just feel it's very normal. Right. Whereas the dupes are living in the version of New York City that you can really only find in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic books, right? Thank like, you, because is, we, yes. I didn't, I held this in. But does, does Int, well, there's two things. Right, yes. I don't think you know yet, but they live in the sewer. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler, but I had to tell you. And... There's like some real Rocksteady and Bebop energy coming out of totally. is the Michael ver- totally. Michael Duke. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some Bebop and Rocksteady energy, but there's also just like 
you know, that original um, live action Ninja Turtles movie from 1990. Yes. Um, like the whole vibe of the Foot Clan is exactly what the dupes are. Like, oh, yeah. These guys would run the Foot Clan if the Foot, I mean, you know, Splinter would run it, but you don't, know, or Shredder, Shredder would run it. But like, they, they would be in the warehouse on, you know, Eastman Island. Yes. Uh, they would be doing skateboard tricks in and playing arcade machines mm-hmm. until Tetsu comes around and like punches someone in the gut. Like they would be there. They are members of the Foot Clan. They They're are members of the Foot. They, yep. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, now we find out, and I feel like this is hangs over the whole episode. And I've thought about it different ways. Okay, did you? There's a reveal at the end of this episode that one of the dupes was murdered by the other three. Or by two, you know, was murdered by the dupes. Right. Yes. That Zan was murdered by the dupes, who is Max's doppelganger, or you know, dupe. Right. Doppelganger. When did you did you know that was true before that was revealed to us in a flashback? So I when I don't know if I did. It yeah. Felt it felt true well before like we see the flashback. Mm-hmm. Um. And when we get the flashback, like even in the flashback, it feels, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm saying, I don't know. It didn't feel like a solid, like, what? Reveal? Yes. And I, in, and I've seen these episodes a million times and all that yeah. stuff. But like, I think I'm going to pause it. And I've already said, like, I wish that the show was more popular. So there'd be commentary tracks. So I'd know more about what yeah. people were thinking when this was happening. But like, I almost feel like if we had found, because it's essentially the scene where we see Zan die is an extended extended cut of the first scene we see in the episode. Yeah, I think if we had seen Zan get murdered by Wrath and Lonnie at the beginning of the episode, it would have created so much more menace. Like they would have seen so much more dangerous the whole episode. Like yeah, I would have. Yes. Yeah. Like there's well, this, like you're saying the uh, the bebop and rock steadiness of. Mm-hmm. And is it really Wrath or Wrath? What is it? It's R-A-T-H, Wrath. And I believe okay. it's confirmed. Well, maybe it... There, other than Volandra, it's, at least in fandom, it's, it's accepted that Ava, Wrath, and Xan are the names of these people that they had on Antar, on mm. their home planet. Which makes sense, because obviously Lonnie is, is rocking something derived from Volandra. Yes, and yeah. could be because of conflicting feelings about being the betrayer or whatever. Right. But yeah, so it's Wrath, R-A-T-H. Okay, so again, just like another like Ninja Turtles sound. Oh, 100%. Right <laughs> um, like, and it Zan also, could be is... from a real name, but yes. <laughs> and Ava is just a real name. There's right. no <laughs> there's no thing around it. But yeah, Wrath. But also like Michael is the Raphael of the group. 100 percent. okay now we have to do all of them i know we do uh so obviously uh uh max is leonardo um oh you know what's so sad i think tess could be michelangelo but she's been had such a sad life she'll never be the michelangelo she's supposed to be she's supposed to be the michelangelo (laughs) she's sad mikey look there there are a few things more impactful than a sad mikey and that's Tess, both Tess and Ava, to be honest. Yeah, maybe Ava even more. Although it's it's hard to get a handle on her character because um, 
kind of smartly they don't put too much dialogue mm-hmm. in Emily DeRaven's mouth uh, as she tries to do that New York accent. Yeah. Well, okay, because I don't think we've said it explicitly. But again, if you've seen the episode, it almost goes without saying. Not so. These are from they're from this world, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles world of, <laughs> of New York, and they all speak with. Oh my god! The kind of New York accent that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie speak with, which yeah. is a very heavy. It's the kind of accent you usually hear in middle aged men. It is not a teenager's accent. No, not I at guess. all. It's yeah, it's 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 wild, and like it's a choice, and obviously they are really really swinging here because also like yes. the, the they're wearing uh, outfits that are again just like bebop and rocksteady like mm-hmm. they are just like as whatever you could imagine is the most extreme version of uh like mid 80s new york punk like that's what they're that's yes. what they're wearing um and also sort of like that crossed with and you see most of this in um zan the the, mm-hmm. the max dupe um that sort of uh late 90s early 2000s new metal aesthetic Yes. It's also present there. Well, but mostly see, in Max. And you see with Wrath, he wears like that ball chain necklace that was a thing. <laughs> it's just little balls. Yes, like big yes. sterling little balls. Yeah. I think, and again, and I couldn't reference at the time because I couldn't tell you it was the only time we'd see him. But I think this is another example of Jason Bear is fucking awesome. Yes. Because I know who Zan is. We know Zan. And we only saw him for 60 seconds. Yeah. And no, he's it's... like tired and he's like even like the bags under his eyes. I was like, Jason Barry, <laughs> you fucking nailed it. Like I he's get so it. Good. <laughs> he should be more things. He should not just be in Roswell related things. He should Maybe... not just be playing multiple characters like Walker... in Roswell. Yeah, he could be Walker's friend on the new Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> I won't watch it, but I'll be so happy. Though I might have to watch Batwoman because did you know what Batwoman's name is? No. Ryan. New Batwoman. Because Kate Kane, you know, died or whatever. Or right. left or the show. How, however they wrote her however off. However they wrote yeah. her off. But the new one is named Ryan. Girl Ryan Batwoman? You got to get how, on Girl yeah, Ryan Batwoman. I was, I was like, I don't shit. know how long I could stay away. Especially <laughs> during pandemic. What else the fuck else am I doing? No, you got to do it. Uh, but no, this episode is wild. I've been waiting for you to see it. It's crazy. Um, I feel like you were steering me towards a question about the dupes, and now I oh, was it uh, about like the reveal? We were talking about if there was like yes, a commentary okay. track. Yeah. Yes. So that was one of the things. Is I think we could if we found out Zan was killed earlier in the episode, it yeah. could have been. I just think it could have been more impactful for the menace of the dupes because in rewatch, there's more menace than there is the first for me. The first time I watched it, I was less. I was more just like, what the heck are these doofuses? And then once you find out they're murderers, they're scarier because if you take our aliens' powers and you gave them to murderers, that would be very scary. Yeah, especially murderers that are comfortable killing the person that is both Xan and Max, right? Like, that they're then trying to take Max away with them uh, makes them uh, extra scary. Yes. And maybe it would be too scary. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think it could have worked. but anyway, so uh, so the big the big points of this episode one we we haven't really we we skimmed the Brody surface, oh. but we get a lot more Brody. So we had known Brody; he owns the UFO Center. He's a 
I think he's a dot com billionaire or whatever millionaire. I don't think billionaires were as big at the time, so it was probably yeah. a millionaire. Unlikely um, to be a billionaire at the time. Yeah. But so he's got lots of money. He buys the UFO center. He he and uh Max have talked about that he was abducted before. And now his favorite time of day is six thirty PM when he orders a pepper jack sub and gets to have a few moments with young Berea. Now, we talked about this briefly during the episode. Mm-hmm. Brody is a man. An oh, adult he is a man. Human being. Yes. He Maria ch- is yeah. I don't do he we has- know that he has a child? By the way, he has a he has a child. Not and, not who's sixteen or anything, but still, like it's, it's still it's he's it's in not, a different phase good. of life than Maria. Okay, so he is ordering food from mm-hmm. a restaurant that we don't know delivers normally. <laughs> no, but it, they'll deliver across the street, right? For Maria, an extra, for an extra hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Maria brings him this sandwich, uh, doesn't check on the sandwich because she's mad at, at Michael, mm-hmm. uh, delivers it without the pepper jack cheese yes. that he wants. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. Um, why, don't we, why don't we go out on a date, basically? He just asks yeah, her out. he just asks her out. And then she's like, that makes me uncomfortable. And he's like, okay, then what if you just brought a sandwich when you bring my sandwich, then we could eat together, then it's not officially a date. Don't look for loopholes, dude. She said no. No, Don't he's pushing. He's pushing. But also, she's vulnerable right now. Because her boyfriend True. wants to watch the Dirt Bike Finals instead of her performance. So he's just watching the Dirt Bike Finals? He doesn't, like, have a dirt bike? We've seen him. It would be great if he was riding a dirt bike. I think he's going to some kind of... Dirt bike finals is an ins. I don't think before tonight I ever questioned it. And as soon as you repeat it back, dirt bike finals. I what are dirt bike finals? What are dirt bike finals? What are they? But he's got them. I in my memory, I just rewrote it as like it was a hockey game. Mm, okay, but no, it's not. It's dirt bike finals. That's what's in this episode. It's dirt bike finals. It's the finals. Uh, it's maybe it's supposed to be like BMX. Like it's supposed to be like X Games. I, I guess I I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it feels very like tossed off. And putting like finals on anything feels a lot like there's a running joke in um one of the seasons of Community where uh, the Glee Club uh, that goes to Greendale mm-hmm. is just obsessed with uh, getting to regionals. Yeah. Um, and our our main cast is like regionals. What the heck? And that's obviously uh, a reference to uh, Glee, which was going yeah. on at the time. And they were always obsessed with going to regionals. Um, saying dirt bike finals it sounds the exact same to me. Yeah, you might as well <laughs> say regionals. You may yeah, as well it's say meaningless, regionals. but yeah. also I get that it's important to you. So yes, let's yes. go on. Um, <laughs> And so Maria is vulnerable, so she falls. She doesn't fully fall for the charms, but it is those that moment of, like, the light bulb needs to go off in your brain, Maria, that this is an adult man, and therefore this is an inherently creepy interaction. But that does not seem to go. She just kind of is like, uh, yeah, I'm noting but I mean, your she interest. Does, but she does, like, refute him, though. Like, she does not agree to, like, go out on any kind of date with she, him. The only reason that they wind up at the crash town together later um, is because she like needs to get him out of there when he discovers, you know, the dupes and the non-dupes uh, they together. They spent the whole night. Spent the whole night there. I I get that. I think that when she goes, because he gives her a hundred dollar tip, 
She goes back in person to return the tip. She's letting him down easy in such a way that mm. is not a signal there. Or just like not sending the get the fuck mm. away signal or not cheating to the audience that like she recognizes that this is like weird and bad. Okay. Let's, let's play this scenario. Okay. You just, uh, you know, delivered lunch to uh, someone who is using the lunch delivery as just a, a method of asking you out. You have no interest in dating this person for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Um, and they say like, uh, all right, tip you a hundred bucks. You don't realize how much they tip you until after you leave. Then you realize you've been tipped a hundred dollars. What do you do? Are they still ordering every day? Yes. I have someone else deliver the meal as well as an envelope with a note from me saying, I cannot accept this. Brian. So you do, you, you still send, you return the money, but just not, you not don't in do person. It. I just have someone else do. I take away the person, person-ish of it, but also, yeah, or, funny. and if the person, if he comes to talk to me, I just act super professional and not in a flirty, friendly waitress way. And is there anything else I could do for you, sir? <laughs> Way that he just is like, oh, she's a robot person. Yeah, I'm a robot to you, you old man. Get out of my face. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Sure would be nice to take that, that dude's $100. Sure. And I think here's the thing about the And this is a true thing about the show Roswell, because we had a little bit of this earlier, though I think they called him a grad student, that archaeologist who was interested in Isabel earlier this season. Like the show sometimes is just like, oh yeah, they're in high school, but like they could meet people, and you're like, no, they can't. They They can meet people at high school. They can meet other students, but no, they should not meet men about town. But I, I, I think the show just kind of has a blind spot in that. And now, spoiler alert: nothing super gross happens. You know, the grossest <laughs> stuff happened on other shows. Sure, okay. No one fucks a teacher or anything, but like, it is a weird. Yes, and Maria, but Maria also, like you said, she pl- she's being her Maria self. She plays it to her advantage, and then she kind of pokes around and gets information from him. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's the thing that, uh, like, the 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 question that I had watching this episode is like, why is Brody here? Why is he in this episode? That's that's a two part episode. Great point. Great point. So, yeah, it's not fully paid off. But he does say in this episode that he, you know, he's been abducted before and he's got the feeling that he's going to get abducted again. <laughs> he can feel it. Sure. OK. All right. So, yeah. And so Brody, we'll just have to wait for next week. Yes, you got to wait for next week. And it's, I'm not saying you'll be happy with this. I must have have missed him saying that he had a feeling uh, either I missed it or I didn't clock it as like relevant him saying that he had a feeling he was going to get abducted again. Yeah. He said he had a feeling he would get abducted again. He's been losing time and getting weird headaches and stuff. And maybe that has something to do with when all the humans disappeared last week. It could be. So, yeah, it could be just a coincidence. Um, yeah, everyone's experiencing that. <laughs> but, yeah, he does tell Maria that over breakfast. Where she, and you're right. She's, and I think that's sort of the role. Brody's crush on Maria is more played as a, 
uh, a gambit for Maria to use yes. than it is played as a potential romance for most of this show. Like, it's not... We're not really supposed to like. Yeah, we're not. We're not taking it seriously. Yeah. Even even less than we were taking seriously, like the uh, Michael Courtney relationship. Yes, I mean that one at least had like, yeah, like the, I, there's not going to be a bunch of makeouts. Right, right, right. Um, a clean so... girl is a sexy girl. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Don't remind me. Courtney's finally gone. Now I, my ship is can sail. Uh, if Michael can stop being a doof. Um, <laughs> well, and so what is as as a Michael Maria lifelong shipper? Yes. Um, how does it feel to watch an episode that has what is essentially Michael uh, making out with what is essentially Isabel? I think it's fine because Wrath and Michael are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of sense to me that these aliens who were raised to be so much more alien would try and, and potentially maybe they may, cause we learned our aliens just learned at the end of last season that they were destined to be, or that, you know, that they were reincarnated versions of, of two couples. Right. That was all new information for them. So one might think that these guys have known longer, like, and they seem to be also have an open relationship. Uh, yeah, I mean, is, is that, I was trying to get a read on, um, what's happening in the car as, as the dupes are heading from New York City to, uh, Roswell, um, that, uh, Lonnie says to, uh, Ava, the Tess dupe, um, that she's there because, uh, she loves her. And I was like, I was trying to get a, a, a gauge on like what that is. Is that a sexual relationship or is that just what what's happening there? I don't know. I mean, if you read fic, they all have sex with each other. They're, they're horned up all the time. I'm familiar with fic, Ryan. <laughs> um, and I think that there's certainly when, when Rath finds Lonnie finds the picture of Liz and is like, Oh, I'm going to try to hit that. And Lonnie's like, go for it. Just don't like bring home any cooties or whatever. Yeah, like, that's a good point. I think that's real. I think Lonnie really doesn't care if Wrath fucks around. So I guess that's where that's the part where then I'm like, see, they're not real soulmates. Not like Michael and Maria. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, I think it's I think because Wrath is so different, and you just like he just doesn't know. He doesn't know what it could be like to be with a with a Maria type. Can we talk I about what? what Rath's plan was when he like went and hit on Liz at school. Like, cause he, he later excuses it as I was just trying to get a lay of the land, which she, yeah, I don't like, know if he was trying to. Yeah. Was he just trying to get Did laid? I lose you, Patrick? No, I'm still here. Oh, like he, you think there's the double entendre of lay of the land was, he was like, he was just trying to get his, dick wet or whatever dick wet right i didn't i we, uh, we both danced around the phrase get his dick wet and then, then we landed yeah. on it and I, i'm not yeah, proud here of it is. <laughs> well it is what it is i only know so many words um <laughs> yeah i think i think he was trying to see i think he was trying to shake a tree and see what falls out because yeah. he also could have from what he knows he could have inspired he could have gotten punched out by max 
Like, I yeah. think he was just mm-hmm. trying to start shit. I think he was just trying to start shit. And I think, you know, if she had been like, yeah, let's go to the eraser room. I mean, he doesn't know what the eraser room is, but he would have figured it out. He'd figure it out. I'm sure there's, there's, I know. You learn quick. About that. Um, right. Yeah. So I think he really was just trying to like mix, fix it up. Cause she was a lead. Cause you know, he found the picture in the, um, in Max's bedroom. Yeah. But I mean, like they're not Max and Isabel and Michael are not hard to find. Like I, I, I gotta tell you, I was a little disappointed in Sheriff Valenti, who just fell for these guys right away, and was like, "Yep, I'll drive you back to your house." I, I thought was, for sure, fell for it. He was charmed. He loved these costumes. He was like, "I've always wondered what you guys would look like if you were Bebop and Rocksteady." I love this. When I go home, Kyle and I are gonna watch the original TMNT, baby. Like he was laughing, he was so. He does happy. seem into it. He is into it. He loves it. Now he's not listening very closely, but this was the kick of his life. This was like the best part of his night. It's just absolutely insane to me that no one, like you know, the some people kind of like they react to it like, oh, this is a little strange, but no one is like, come on, what are you doing? Like, what yeah, what is this? Come off. I it. mean, like, can you imagine like going meeting? either seeing your friends somewhere or like uh meeting up with them or you know you live in the same house as them and you go into a room and they're in there and they just look and sound and act totally differently than how they normally do like you're not going to call it out it's so weird it is weird they're everyone is very accepting to the point where i mean i think I do think with Mr. and Mrs. Evans, and we don't see Mrs. Evans, I think she'd be more, she'd have more questions. But Mr. Evans is kind of a out of touch dad. Isabel yeah, has never true. auditioned for a play. Now she's playing Juliet in a rock performance version of Romeo and Juliet. Really? And she's so method that she's taking it home. <laughs> and hanging out in her brother's room. Like, Mr. <laughs> Evans is putting in too many hours at the law offices. He's not it's paying true. attention what's happening at home he's got no idea he doesn't no idea notice there's on. a michael sized person in the room with them who by the way uh seemingly refuses to stay hidden during that conversation no, like, he wants to get caught <laughs> so bad you can hear it all from under the bed buddy yeah but no he wants to get busted and he doesn't want to smush his hair he worked really hard on that hair fair point i mean it, he's got too much hair on the side of his head to really put up into that mohawk which barely works it's it's a whole thing. I think his look to me is the most egregious. It's true. It's the one that works the least. Can I? Whose whose look do you think works the most of the dupes? I think Zan, but mm-hmm. that could be performance. And we did, he didn't have to do as much stuff. Like he didn't have to. We didn't. Yeah, see we him didn't have to like live in that. Places, but like, I yeah, I feel like Zan's the most. Like, that I wouldn't, if I saw him, I wouldn't be like, is this a costume? What's happening? Whereas with Wrath, I think you, I would be like, what's happening? And then maybe Ava second. Yeah, so I was going to say Ava, I mean, you know, notwithstanding the the accent work, which is bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, there, Emily DeRaven looks good 
as mm-hmm. a hot goth chick. Like totally. she can just do it. There's an episode of Lost mm-hmm. where um, it's like it's young Claire and she is also like a little goth out and like it just works. Like she's also she's also very pretty uh, the way she normally looks with blonde hair and you know like happy looking but like right. you you make her like a, a a sad goth suicide girl like I'm into it. Yeah, no, she was babe. I think mm-hmm. Lonnie part of it is trying to be the antithesis of Isabel. So like yeah. short hair, heavy makeup, you know, all of like scrungy. But yeah, it's not the most effective. Though I would say her, she gets the most um, other than a very short, the very sh- the little bit of Zan we get, I feel like Lonnie gets to stretch in the like. Yes, Isabel gets to, or Catherine Heigl really gets to play something there. Yeah, um, it's a, it's another example of like, oh, Catherine Heigl is a a real actress, and like, oh my god, the scene where yeah. she comes, and I know it's not Isabel coming for Max, but I wish it was. When Lonnie dresses as, so Lonnie first reveals to Max the truth about Valandra, that Valandra betrayed everyone and apologizes to Max on behalf of all Valandras everywhere. <laughs> and this is all news to Max because he didn't know that his sister betrayed them in another life. And so right. he goes to, con- in, in a very aggressive way, he waits around the corner and jumps out at his sister. <laughs> To confront how dare she didn't tell him the secret. Right. And she goes off on him. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. She, she tells him she's selfish. She tells him that it's none of her, that it's not her, her job to tell him everything about herself. That she doesn't owe him everything. It's great. It's so good. He I don't think he really internalizes too much of it. No, not at all. I mean, all he's hearing is there's a wedge between us and it's getting worse. Yes, and you're not doing what I say. I'm not going to do what you say, which is, at this point, I think this is, again, I feel like this is something we see grow and grow in him, but he really is a, he's he's getting the lay of the land of being the bossy boss, bossy (sighs) pants. I mean, he thinks he is, but he's so impotent at it. Like, yeah. He he just can't command anyone's respect, anyone's respect. No. Well, and like you, I think this was when we were watching the show, but it's like part of it is because he is still a teenage boy. Yeah. And so still he's boy. still a pouty boy. And even Liz tries to tell him like the granola is important. And he's like, I wish I could believe that, but I don't, I wish I could trust you. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. And what these the people f- are trying to help you. Exactly. And what would the, what is the point if she slept with someone else, therefore her advice about the granola can't be trusted? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? It's, when I has mean, Liz ever led you wrong in terms of talking about alien stuff? Yeah, never. She's very good at science. <laughs> <laughs> um, though I reiterate, she is a bad friend for not immediately. T- it, there is no excuse to not immediately tell Maria because she still thinks Michael kissed her. It's not like yeah. she's like, oh, my God, a guy who looks so much like your boyfriend kissed me. But I'm not gonna. Well, she, no, no, no. She's she thinks so, that Michael kissed her, yeah. and she's not she's gonna tell so her. She's so weird after that kiss, though. Like even in the hallway, she's like, "What, Michael? <laughs> what?" 
like there's there's no point where she's like fucking dude you know no, like, she's like she's like what but she's also there's this thing of like oh i'm not i'm not gonna deal with this in any real way moving yeah, yeah. on <laughs> do not acknowledge (laughs) i do not want this to be a part of my day Uh uh-uh oh man so in the end the dupes end up convincing uh max and Mm -hmm. tess to go to new york with them Mm -hmm. and Um, ava says "Uh uh-uh i'm not going wrath's like uh what if i just murder you right now and max is like oh i'm watching Please don't murder me. It'll be hard for me to convince myself to align with you. Um, and so Ava is left on the streets of Roswell while Lonnie, Wrath, yeah. Tess, and Max head to New York. And that's uh, when we we get that moment, right? This is where, like, is this right? Is this where we get, like, the reveal that, um, uh, or the, the sort of soft, clumsy reveal mm-hmm. of, um, uh, Michael, not Michael. Uh, Wrath. Wrath, thank you. Um, <laughs> Wrath <laughs> having killed Zan. Um, it, but we kind of get it through um, Ava's trauma, right? Because, like, obviously yeah. she, uh, Zan is her her lover. Like, they yeah. are the couple there. Right. Um, so, like, we're sort of reliving her trauma of it and getting two things out of it, which is, one, her motivation to not go back to New York with them, but mm-hmm. also, like, the truth about um, what Lonnie and Rath are up to. Yes. Which is yeah. efficient. You know, like, that's that that's tidy storytelling. Yes. I just, like I said, I feel like this episode would have benefited, I think, in watching it, and I think it does benefit when I rewatch the episode of there being menace to the dupes all along. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more interesting because otherwise they, they're very goofy, but if they're goo like I love goofy characters who also will murder you. Oh, absolutely. A and goofy I character. Think, yes. Yeah. And that's what they are. But I feel like the show denies us that menace until the end. It also makes that scene of the three of them in the car driving, uh, you know, driving yeah. out of the- so much more so fucked much- up. He's so much because, more fucked up if there's yeah. tension between them and uh, Ava in the first place and not just like, oh, there's the three of them in the car and they're having like sort of a weird conversation. But if it's actually yeah. like an intimidation thing of like, no, you're in the car because we like you enough that we didn't kill you, even though we had to kill Zan. Right. And but also not denying that we loved Zan, too. So, yeah, mind your P's and Q's. No. And I'm telling you, as a second, as a, you know, it's not second. 50th time (laughs) but when you watch it again knowing that information that scene does have like you get why ava is so freaked out she should be freaked out she's in a nest of vipers and her best bet is to just run away to new you know she's already got they already they can drop her off in new mexico good right she can start working at the crash down like she's she does not need this hey and the crash down needs a new waitress because uh courtney's dead boom there you go Drop her right in. Yeah. And Michael can't flirt with her. It would be too weird. No, I mean, I, and this is a two-parter or a, you Mm -hmm. know, a to-be-continued. So we end with Max, Tess, Lonnie, and Rath driving off into the night. There's still, I think, a lot of outstanding questions of, like, what is a summit? What are the five, five, um, 
five planets or five families. I think they call it five families. They call it like it's a mob summit. Yeah. So what? Yeah, I'm like, what is happening? What is this summit? Does what does it have to do with a black hole that suddenly appeared in the sky, or does it have anything to do with that? Also, that happened a week ago, and we're talking about it in science class now, which means there's no way it actually happened a week ago. Well, with the speed of light and all, and the distance these things must be away from Earth. Yeah, I found this whole black hole thing to be weird. The black hole thing was weird. The fact that it is a, uh, a, a by the science teacher's admission something that never happens. It is an atypical way for this to go down. Um, that he's just sort of like blandly describing it as an event, uh, like it's from a, the textbook. Okay, but this is the bland teacher. Remember, I, my, this is the same guy who like caught Max and Liz like making out, and he was like, "Stop procreating in my office" or whatever. Like he's <laughs> he's a bland. I think it it's totally on par for that's how he tells all information well but that's i mean so it feels like there's a difference between him telling all the information like the information he teaches in his class every year it's always the same and this thing that happens once in never you know it is (laughs) well he's telling them about it he's excited about it enough to tell his students i just wish that he showed some excitement yeah he could he could amp it up a little I mean, yeah. it also, it's, with the black hole, it does get mentioned again later in the episode, so maybe it will have significance to the to the summit and everything else. But it's also used as a metaphor for Liz and Max's relationship. Because she's like, can it, can it really just disappear like that into nothingness? <sighs> He's like, yep, it did. Um, also, Liz wants to talk about going, I know we were about to wrap up, but. Uh, no, it's, Liz it's, it's good. About I brought going it back, back to when they were friends. Yeah, when, when was were that? You friends. When were now, they friends? When he's, she's like, before we kissed. I'm like, okay, it's true. It took like eight episodes for you to kiss. But during those eight episodes, you weren't just friends laughing about things. Or are you talking no. about before he shot you? Because then, honestly, you should have said before you saved me. Because since he saved her and they had flashes, they've been in love. There's been no yes. friend time. They were friends who didn't, they were people in love who didn't kiss. Yeah, she doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know what she wants. But I, I guess I would have preferred her, and maybe it just, they didn't want to bring up a whole nother thing that they haven't talked about in a while. But I think she could have said, before you saved me. Yeah. We were friends. We were lab partners. We were buddies. We would laugh. We would have good times. That but, is interesting that in, in the second season here, the show seems to have moved past the, like, source of their initial connection. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it just like it seems like a, and maybe it's because we're moving through like pieces of mythology so quickly. Um, yeah. you know that like here, uh, here, here's an episode of a time traveling Max. Here are two episodes with an alien race that has hunted these people and they've yeah. been on the planet for decades. Um, and now here are duplicates of our our main characters. Like we are moving through high concept sci fi premises. Um, maybe we just don't have room for, uh, you're in love because you brought me back to life. A hundred percent. And we've kind of, we've kind of told those stories and those were the biggest deal to Max and Liz at that time in their life, but they're not really that big a deal in the grand scheme of aliens. Yeah. True. True. Um, like I get why they care, but, um, but no, I like this show. Um, I do feel like 
two episodes in a row, we kind of got shortchanged on Alex content. <laughs> it's true. We, like, Very little episodes, Alex content. We could have gotten better Alex content. I mean, more. What we got was fine. Um, we got him complaining about pancakes and trying yes. to get into a threesome with his girlfriend. And I his girlfriend was not trying to get into a threesome. <laughs> He was being nice to his... Shoot, you're a shot, buddy. Go for it. Well, it didn't work. It would have been cool if it had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is... I, I like these this episode, even though it is goofy as hell. This is one of those episodes I would never tell someone to start Roswell with this episode. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You... But it is it is super fun, though. Like, this this is the kind of... I, I am delighted uh, any time... Uh, these actors have to play like variations of themselves. Yes. Um, and this is just exactly that. So um, I, I was very happy with it. Well, and two of them are in a car together with our yes. main characters. So I think you'll see more of them next week. Woo! <laughs> All right. Have a good week, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.